Hi, my name is Nick Craig, and this is the Leading from Purpose podcast. Today, I have the wonderful pleasure of having Victor Size, who is the Western European president for Lego, regional president for Lego in Europe. Uh, thank you for being here with me, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Nick, for Nick for inviting me, and I'm excited to talk about kind of the work we've done together, also around purpose and impact, and share some of my my personal stories. Yeah. Exactly. And so as we've done work with Lego, you've been one of our big advocates of bringing this work to different parts of the organization. But in some sense, what I'd love to do today is start with your purpose statement and what does that mean for you? So, Victor, what's your purpose? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll share it with you. In fact, I came to two purpose statements, but I'll, uh, I, I, may I may actually now call out one and maybe we'll come to the second later because we, we work together in two different instances. And, and the way we formulated in the first instance, uh, Nick, the way I formulated uh, and is be the Duracell bunny that makes my team sell boats in the Sahara. Yeah, and, and, and what it means is through the work we did together with you is, is looking at the crucibles. Yeah, it was clear that um, I'm, I'm most in my, in my kind of flow and in my highest level of energy when there's uncertainty around you, when there's uncertain situation. I went to Russia when Russia was just opening up and, and things were kind of um, really exciting. I was actually twice. Yeah, uh, as you know, I went sailing on the Southern Ocean, yeah, sailed from South Africa to uh, to Albany in a race, 22 days at sea, massive seas. So I've always actually enjoyed kind of the uncertain circumstances. And with that also, and, and then succeed together with the team and bring energy yeah, towards my team and show them together, working with them, that we can make the impossible possible. Mm. Right, and that's that's how uh, kind of the the purpose came about, and and maybe I'll come back on it later as well. Is that I've always I've always enjoyed in my in the companies I've been in or in in the roles I've been in to build. I love building new things. I love to build new businesses. I love to build teams. Yeah, and I like to kind of stretch and reach for higher goals. Yeah. So if you look at your journey in your life, where do you, where, is there any particular moments that sort of jump out at you where you're, you really feel like your purpose fully sort of was alive? Obviously, Russia is one example of that, yes? So I'm just wondering if you could just share with us sort of a story of what you were doing and how you operated when you really feel like your purpose was like fully engaged. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll share a story. I'll probably talk about the second time I was in Russia, for, which was in my Nokia times. Yeah, when actually uh, Nokia at that point in time, well, I won't talk too much about the business. Uh, it's, it's, it's less relevant. But basically Nokia had a decent position, but we could still stretch. Yeah, um, I was building a team. I had a team of roughly 130 employees across what was called Eurasia. So Russia, Turkey, Ukraine, and the whole kind of South and CES was part of it. And we basically set ourselves a goal and said, okay, there's no reason why we cannot go to half of the market in its totality, yeah, so to 50%. And I was working with a very young team, and, and it was quite a volatile environment. And we basically set ourselves a goal. The company didn't ask us to do so, but we said, this is what we believe we can do. We built a plan, yeah, and step by step, actually, we, we, we got there. There were quite a few curveballs thrown at us. Hmm. Yeah, one example is when we actually went from 
an export mode to local modes where we actually had to kind of import products ourselves. There were lots of complications, yeah, which came about at that point in time with kind of customs and things like that, which we overcome. So, so I, with a team, we were just looking at this opportunity. We were looking at the dynamics in the markets and we basically said, look, this is what we're going for. And we actually made it happen. Yeah. And then we set a new goal. So yeah, that that's, that's, Probably one example. Yeah. Um, there's other examples now recently in, in the COVID situation where, especially in the first year in 2020, yeah, it was uh, a very uncertain situation for the company. It was a very uncertain situation for my team. And I basically was looking at things and I, I, I saw lots of opportunity. So you really were the energizer bunny in the desk. I, I, I believe I was. I, I'll come back on it later as well, that, that in 2020 and also in 2021, I, I believe I was. Uh, yeah. I also realized it took a lot of my energy, so I needed to re-energize myself at times. But but coming back to my story, that in that COVID period, yeah, we as a company, but also as a West European leadership team, we saw opportunity. And and I, I helped my team to see through, in a way, some of the pain, still making sure we stay focused, we keep the team healthy, but actually look at, okay, how do we turn this, what is a pretty tough circumstance, how do we turn it into an advantage and an opportunity for us? And that's actually what we did as a company, but also as a team. And I, I get a lot of energy out of that. So what was the advantage that you discovered? But, well, that's a very good question. <laughs> it has multiple facets uh, into it. The advantage I discovered is, first of all, as a company, we are a purpose-led company which looks at the long term. Hmm. and what we want to do is inspire and develop the builders of tomorrow. And we won't stop until every single child on the planet has, has gone through and played with Lego, yeah, with Lego bricks. So, And that gives a lot of purpose in itself and a lot of kind of stability because we have this longer term view. But also from an individual leader perspective to actually know be very clear where your own purpose is, where your kind of superpower is, where you get your energy from, and staying true to it can actually help you to navigate through the situation. And then if you tap into each other's kind of purpose mm -hmm. as a leadership team, you see how you can complement each other, you actually can come out of it stronger yeah, as a team. And that is what I've seen actually we've done in the Lego group across the company, yeah. but definitely also what I've seen we've done with my leadership team, the, the West European leadership team. Yeah. So just talk a little bit more about that, because I think that's important for everybody these days is I think one of the challenges I see with purpose is most people see purpose as how I impact the world. Yeah. And the challenges is that the only person being left out of that is the person who's doing it. Yeah. And so one of my key focuses with people is, is how do you apply your purpose to yourself, right? Because we can look at your purpose of being the energizer, but helping sell. Boats in the shower. Yeah. And you can see that as a, you know, from the perspective of the things you did in Russia and the things, whatever you might've done to deal with COVID, there's the taking care and being sort of the servant leader to everybody else. Yeah. And then, but you're, what you're saying is, is that there's another part to this that you, you're really playing with. So I'd love you to say a little more about how do you apply that wonderfully crazy purpose to yourself? It's basically, as I mentioned, I, I'm, I'm very mindful because I, I love to energize. I love to show kind of the, the future and, and, and show the way to, to teams and, and stretch myself and them. I'm very mindful that in order to do so, you need to first have the energy yourself. Yeah. Right? It's a little bit like 
when you're flying in a plane and they give the service announcements at first put the mouthpiece on your own and help your kind of fellow passenger right it's the same here so you i'm quite mindful and especially in, in times like with covid that actually really make sure that you and re-energize yourself which is partially i get that out of social interactions with colleagues with my, with my family with friends but also by yeah, meditating yeah by making long hikes in the mountains which fortunately we could do yeah, uh, also during covid because uh, where we're living in munich there you have the mountains close by and that actually helped me to stay sane hmm. focused and energized even though at times nick i i i, I noticed that the energy level yeah, I was also coming down and and I had to push myself hard to in a way stay my purpose. I mean, one of the things I so enjoy about engaging with you is that you're an in-person kind of leader. Do you know what I'm saying? When you, it's like yeah. you, you have a big presence and it's a fun and it's a, a joyful presence and it's like it's a party and you really feel like you're sort of going on a journey together. And, you know, the, the version of the reality that we've been in has been yeah. a little bit more complicated as to being able to pull that off. But in some sense, you're talking about how you go inside for yourself and grounding yourself in, in this part of yourself. Yeah. So that you get take you take care of yourself. And it's, and it's like, how do you, in some things, take that purpose metaphor that you have and apply it to yourself? It, it is about, again, thinking about what your strength is and what, where you get energy from, right? And, and one thing is about, I get energy from giving energy. So being clear on that. But also I get energy from stretching myself and my team to do the impossible. I, I, keep, I keep the mirror in front of myself in terms of, okay, what are the hard problems we want to solve as a company and as a team? And what do we go about? It can be kind of around our digital transformation where we're doing some pretty big things. It can be about something else. But I just keep that mirror in front of me and make sure that I check in with myself that actually I'm still doing what I like to do. And, and that gives me then the energy because, mm-hmm. I, I, as I said, I love to build. And if I'm at a certain point in time in, in companies or environments where you stop building or, or worse, I've been in, in jobs before where I had to kind of downsize mm-hmm. pretty substantial sizes of teams. And I, I didn't like that at all, Nick. I clearly noticed that that is not, I'm, I'm not a turnaround manager who goes in, fixes things, has slashes kind of teams in half and then happily go further. That That's not my, that's not where I get energy from. So let's shift gears and because we've been playing with this a little bit, but I want to go fully into this. Yeah. Lego itself has a really clear purpose that it has actively operated from for about the last 20 years, create yeah. the doers of tomorrow. What do you think is the connection between the Lego purpose and your purpose for yourself. There's a big connection, and 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 by the way, uh, and and you've told this to us as well uh, in in the the workshops we've done together. If if you work in a company like the Lego Group, which is very purpose driven, not all companies are like that, but definitely Lego Group is like that. If if your own purpose is kind of wildly away from the company's purpose, it's kind of hard yeah. to succeed. It's kind of hard to to do your best work and actually. Have fun, yeah. Um, so, so, so you see, you tend to see lots of colleagues, if not all, who actually have very much that uh, that gelling of the company's purpose and and your own purpose. 
And in my purpose, as I said, uh, being the Duracell bunny that makes my team sell boats in the Sahara is, is, is really about building things. Lego is all about building. Building with Lego bricks is about building your imagination. You can dream it, you can build it. Yeah. And, I, and that, that fits very well with my purpose in terms of being a builder. I love to build. I love to energize. I love to go for the impossible. Uh, so that's also how I want to add my value within the Lego group, that I can do things, yeah, especially those harder things within the Lego group, which are more difficult to solve and meet yeah, kind of big picture thinking. How, do, how can I contribute to help those harder things? That gives me energy. And so if we think about it from that perspective, where do you think you've been most successful both living your purpose and the Lego group purpose together? There's a number of examples I can give. I mean, what, one example is, is the work I've done with my leadership team to really create like a high-performing team, mm-hmm. energizing them and, and, and working together, build off each other's strength. That is kind of one, uh, one area. And, and we work together with you and with Anne actually as part of that. Yeah? So that's, that's kind of one. And it starts always with making sure you, your leadership team actually is, is in the right shape and, and can move things forward. But also, we, we we're innovating. Uh, the growth we're seeing in the last kind of few years is also very much through the innovation we've seen in our product, in marketing, in our channel approach, uh, in in our digital transformation and sustainability. So I'm looking also at how where can I add value in that innovation trajectory, bringing innovative play themes towards the market, like for instance, Lego Super Mario. I get super excited about it. I I really make sure that <laughs> that with my teams, I, I, I see how I can add value that we track because that innovation is very important. If we do, if we move into kind of yeah new ways of doing our marketing, yeah, uh, and moving away from more traditional marketing towards digital, yeah, towards more kind of our own channels and earned channels and less paid, which is a big shift we're making. I get a lot of energy for, for out of that, and how can I contribute? that we find those new ways of doing marketing, yeah, uh, working with the teams of kind of B&D, or probably some marketing organization and their own teams. And that's where I look at where, where I can find value and that's where I go in. And then the basic business, I have some super strong leaders. I empower them to the max I can. They run the business, they have that. I look at where can I actually add maximum value and not step on their toes yeah. or micromanage because that's that's not, for me, the nirvana. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, this gets to the, one of my key insights around how to help leaders really live purposes. And a real simple question to ask that I think you're starting to answer is what are the, what's the one or two things that only you can do? Yeah. <laughs> and, and well, because in some ways, you know, when we think about it, there's a lot of things that we have to do that we can, can say is the hygiene factor of the job, right? And anybody doing the job who's got any brain cells will do them. But then the question is, what is it? One or two things that if you don't do it, they probably won't happen because you, otherwise somebody else wouldn't see it. But it's also the stuff that's the really most important thing that if you do it actually makes the biggest difference. Yeah. One thing to start off with, Nick, is what I kind of said already before is about kind of finding new innovative ways, taking calculated risk, yeah, uh, seeing kind of how the future can develop building a plan to actually get there and test things. That is uh, something which I would say is, is one of my superpowers. Huh? Mm-hmm. So it, it's my purpose. It, to, it's, it plays to my strength and my purpose. And that's something which I believe I bring to the table. 
yeah, which I see you. So you could tie it into bravery also, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's how we uh, kind of define it also within Lego Group. So so that is where I have I strengthen and I, I I apply that. Yeah, and the second thing I would say is also just yeah, together with my team define an exciting kind of north star mm-hmm. yeah, where we stretch ourselves and say, okay, this is actually what we're going for. Define a plan and then and then actually go there and also having fun. You spend so much time together as a team that you also kind of let your hair down and have fun in what you're doing together. That element, I also believe, is 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 part of my strengths. So Lego has had an interesting journey because in 2003 and four it defined this purpose statement we talked about, and then it it decided to get out of a bunch of things that were not connected to the purpose, which was pretty brave. And then from 2008 till 2016, it had this massive double-digit growth that everybody in the world was envious of. And then it all fell apart. It went from 20 plus to 20 minus and laid off 15% of its employees. Toys R Us went belly up and they realized that nobody was watching Nickelodeon anymore and all the kids had gone to YouTube and they hadn't gone there. So there was this rude awakening. From your perspective, and now we find that Lego has got enormously even better results during the most challenging time that most of us have lived through. What do you what do you attribute to that turnaround? What do you think is that 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 you did or and that Lego did? You think that caused that massive change and transformation from a business that looked like it was on its last legs for the second time to all of a sudden being just hard to imagine anything that would be more successful. Good question, uh, Nick. And I'll share what uh, what kind of I can publicly share is is. Uh, it starts when we saw the growth kind of topping off, indeed. Uh, we basically saw that our innovation machinery, yeah, in terms of building new types of play patterns, yeah, getting stronger with girls, which was a big opportunity for us at that point in time, we identified. But also in how we did our marketing, like you said, moving from more traditional way of marketing yeah, in towards the digital realm. Yeah, um, in, in, in our go-to-market approaches, definitely during COVID, there was a large shift yeah, into e-commerce, yeah, which we already were leaning into, but we started leading even more into, building up our own channels, our own kind of Lego.com and the stores. So, so basically, I would say as a company, we, we, we looked at how do we want to innovate to create excitement for our consumers, yeah, be it children, yeah, be it adult fans, for the parents, yeah, or eventually the shopper but also for our retail partners and uh, how do we do that and how do we move away from kind of what is safe and, and, and proven from the past to new so we've, we've actually been pushing that innovation in all aspects of supply chain and we've been testing a lot so we've we've tried things and, and many of those things also in the last two years we've been trying out and they work well mm. so i think that moving back to innovation taking calculated risk Having a family, yeah, an owner family behind us who's in it for the long haul, they they think generations. They don't think kind of quarters or even years. They think the next generation. So having a family who's very patient and who's totally living the purpose, mm. yeah, inspiring and developing the bills of tomorrow and, and, and reaching every single child on the planet. And having then a business model, uh, which which will allow us to invest behind our our innovation and our strategy, and that combined with, and, and that's of course where you're going to get towards as well, with actually teams and leaders who are kind of very connected to the company's purpose, 
who are very purpose-driven by themselves, yeah. Yeah, who, who also during tough COVID times actually are looking at how can we make children happy? How can we make families happy? We're stuck at home. That energy you create and that innovation, that's a magical kind of potion which then creates momentum, and that's what we see at the moment. Yeah. In some ways, what's interesting about Lego is that it's one of the few companies that's had a purpose for 20 plus years. Everybody else sure. is kind of coming new to the game and they're all grabbing this new toy. And Lego had it and then it sort of forgot and sort of got too busy being successful. They started, everybody started worrying about how to make the forecasts, right? Is a very different question than how do you live with the purpose? Correct. And my sense is in all your answers of what happened in the last three or four years, is everybody went to how do we live the purpose in the world that we now live in, in the digital world we live in, yeah. and all the things, and and everybody started getting creative again. Yeah. Right. And in some ways, that was where your purpose became even more critical to the journey, yeah. because your purpose is basically all about curiosity with no yeah. resources. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what does it mean yeah. to be that curious that even when everything's against you, you can actually you figure it out, you figure out something better. So yeah. in some sense, it's the perfect combination of ingredients is for someone like yourself as a leader yeah. to have all those pieces come together. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, totally with you. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's now one of the areas I know you have a special affinity and affection for is Lego and education and learning. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. and I've talked about this a couple of times. I'd love you to talk about what Lego does in that space. Because I think it just is such a beautiful expression of who you are as far as what it's doing. Yeah. It's not just a traditional company. Well, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's a it's a good question, Nick. Where there's so much we're doing, right? I mean, if you first think about kind of the Lego Group, right? so so what what we're doing is every single kind of product which we're bringing out to children is helping to develop 21st life century skills. Yeah. Creativity, problem solving, risk taking, building things up, tearing it down, building it up again, tearing it down, collaboration, uh, building with your kind of friend or with your brother or sister, uh, with your family, with your parents. So there's there's so much goodness, which we also know through our studies, which actually helps to educate in a fun way children. So that is kind of what we do as, as the Lego group itself. But then we have, of course, we have uh, we have Lego Education, yeah, which has a beautiful program yeah, around kind of coding, which they go into schools, but they also have our kind of after school offerings or offerings around uh, coding through different programming language, building robots, doing competitions. Yeah, uh, so and with that, we're actually reaching many millions of children around the world with those programs. In fact, our children. Our boys, our, our daughter was uh, too young at that point in time, but when we lived in Helsinki, they were part of the, the, the Lego uh, kind of competitions with Mindstorms at that point in time. They loved it and they learned so much out of it. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, uh, we're doing, of course, a lot through the Lego Foundation where we're helping children and families in need all around the world. And you've seen us making pretty big announcements over the last kind of 12 to 18 months. Yeah, so that that is uh, very meaningful. And then in general, I think that as a company also, where we're spending a lot of time about is also how can we help to educate and inspire children to make the planet a sustainable planet? Yeah, so we see a leadership role by ourselves, 
in doing that, but also helping to inspire and give ideas to children, but also give a platform for children to share their thoughts and ideas with decision makers in COP26, for instance, which we've done. We've asked yeah, thousands of children and we brought actually their ideas towards key decision makers in, uh, in uh, COP26 by our teams. And I think that's fantastic. What, and here's the thing. As you talk about it, I always feel like your purpose really jumps up and down. A little kid inside of you gets really excited when you talk about this piece of this. It does. Once it again, does. it's about how do you reach the kids that are in the desert that don't otherwise get access? And how do you transform how you make this beautiful experience available to kids that otherwise wouldn't have it, right? So. I mean, this is, what, this, is, this is the part of your leadership that I always love the most, which is you're always going to that place where everybody else is still happy here. And you're like, going, you know, there's this other place we should go to. We need to make this happen. That's a big question, which we're, we're working really hard on to see how can we reach more children. There's, there's lots of different models which we need to look at. Yeah, if you look at, at how we reach uh, children in, in, in Africa, in, in, in other countries where disposable incomes are just not like in, in Europe or the US or in China for that matter or in Asia. So uh, so we need to find uh, different business models and we need to, in quite, in quite a few instances also, we lead with Lego Foundation in those cases and actually get bricks into the hands of children through donations. Yeah, but I personally also believe that that's, um, yeah, that eventually going towards like a circular economy is how can we actually get bricks which have been used by families in, could be in the US, yeah. where you live, could be in Germany, where I live, and actually you use those bricks in, in other parts of the world where you have underprivileged kind of families and children. How do you reach them through these type of programs? So so there's a, there's a large number of, of things we're looking at. That's going to be kind of for the next 100 years. Look, right? Yeah, no, that's, the, great. that's a great, I yeah, love that yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is when having done programs on purpose in many places, what's always fascinating to me is how many people, when I ask them what's their magical moment from their childhood, how many people refer to their Lego journey? Correct. And I've Great. even had people who've come up with purpose statements that have something referencing a Lego set as part of their purpose, right? Yeah. So, so my final question for you is, is do you have a favorite Lego set? I, I do. I have a number of favorite Lego sets from the time actually when our when our boys were young. They played a lot with Ninja Go. Okay. Yeah. So a number of those Ninja Go sets, which go back to when they were kind of five, six years old, I I, I love those. Uh, but more recently, you can actually see them here. Uh, I love the sailing boats. Let's say oh, yeah. One. yeah. Big purposes. I think you can see it here, right? The Captain Run. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah which I love, um, but also the architecture series, actually. We built together with the family quite a few of our architecture lines, uh, which we had a lot of fun building because the number of those places we lived as a family, so it gives memories also to when we lived in those places, yeah, where we, we visited them. So, I mean, they're with such broad range, right, Nick? Well, I just want to tell you how much fun it is to be able to play with you today and to... Get Thank a little you. of your insights on the journey of your living your purpose within the Lego system of its purpose and how it all plays together. So, Victor, thank you so much for working with us and helping us see what's possible. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are now wanting to come work for you. So you never know what might happen next. Let's hope so. Looking forward to meet uh, many of you. And thanks, Nick, for, uh, for spending time together. I enjoyed this.
Super. Yeah. So till next time, we have many more discussions uh, with many people to be able to play with their purpose and how it plays out. And once again, this is uh, Nick Craig, and this is the Leading from Purpose podcast. Yeah.